Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we are going to be reviewing Mudbound and discussing what is the best superhero show on TV right now. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Catching up on some movies and some TV. Pretty, pretty, really excited um, about this one. So, yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's yeah. I, I, I don't think I've watched any new movies since we last recorded. Which we are recording this. This is kind of like an extra episode. Um, so I guess that kind of makes sense there, but I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I don't think I've watched any new movies since we last recorded, which is a strange feeling, <laughs> um, but it is what it is. And we're going to talk about some superhero TV today, but we also are going to review a Netflix movie, which is kind of cool because um, it's also kind of an Oscar contender, which could be awesome. So I really, uh, I think this is going to be an interesting one to talk about. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And just just so we get this, like, because, all right, technically when this episode's coming out, it'll be the day after the Golden Globes, but the Golden Globes are technically tonight, so we aren't going to go in-depth on those, and we generally don't go too in-depth on the Golden Globes anyway, Um, see previous episodes as to why, but uh, we will touch on it probably in the next episode at least a little bit, just for future reference. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm already seeing, like, a few winners lists already, so... Yeah. But, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Um, what we're really here for is 100% Oscars. So, you'll be seeing us talk about a bunch of Oscar stuff when the nominations come out. And, um, and yeah, I mean, we're waiting for the post. We really haven't gotten... Yes. That's, like, the main one that we're really waiting for is the post. And Phantom and yeah, Threat I mean, for actor. Yes, but, yeah. yes, and Phantom Threat for actor. Sorry about that. It, it keeps forget. It keeps. Uh, I keep forgetting about that one just because of the post. I keep seeing each other for the post, so I'm yeah. still waiting to see it. But yeah, um, it feels great to just honestly just catch up on some TV and uh, finish the ranch. That's great. It was a great season. Um, I just saw Mudbound. Just another movie to take off my plate. So all the stuff for me to see is all the money in the world, and I'm all cut up where you are with movies. Kind of. There's still a couple of things. Technically. But, um, uh, but yeah. I, it just feels great that I would have to be going to the theater as much yeah, true. anymore. True. <laughs> I, I mean, I know that I don't love going to the theater. Mm-hmm. I love going to the theater. It's just it's been too much. My dad was just like, my dad was, I was with my dad today, and he was like, damn. And I was like, what? And he was like, you're watching like so much stuff. And I was like, dad, I'm tired <laughs> i'm so tired <laughs> so much things i have to retain remember it's just like i don't know how you do it all i'm just like i don't know how to do it either it's insane um it's yeah. it's absolutely crazy, crazy but yes it's it's so much character so much good content that's that's been coming out yeah. that i've been behind on and uh i do plan on catching up so yeah yes oh and i but, before, just sorry, one more thing before we get into Mudbound. But I was actually texting Miles, a friend of the prod, podcast, our former head of video production, um, 
last night, and I think he went to go see I, Tanya today, because he wasn't going to go see it, but then I was, like, telling him how much I loved it. So he probably is going to go see it, and I just shout out Miles, because I can't wait to talk to him about it. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, let's get into Mudbound. Uh, This, of course, is a Netflix movie, and it is... I'm trying. All right, this movie is definitely more fresh in your mind. So, can you give a recap better than I can? Yeah, it's, it's basically about these. Uh, this it's, it's, and it's an ensemble. You yes. Know? So it's it's an ensemble, and it's about you get. And I really like how this movie is kind of narrated. It's told by different perspectives as well. And um, this is directed by this is directed by Dee Rees. Um, she did, this is one, this is another woman director who did an amazing job in 2017. It's one of the best movies of 2017, honestly. And, um, written by Virgo Williams is what I'm seeing here. And, um, you know, it's basically about these people that are dealing with, dealing with just life carrying on. And this does take place, um, a little before World War II and and it it ends after World War II. Mm -hmm. It deals with these two men who, who, um... Part of the story deals with these two men who go off to war, um, and they come back and they have post-traumatic stress, and they're just dealing with, with, with how like their roles are, where their families are, and their families run these these farms, and um, you know it's about them trying to readjust to life, and it's about also these two families really working together. Um, it is you know this one family's white and one family's african-american so it's about these two families kind of integrating together and really trying to find a way to coexist with one another now um this does start garrett hudland uh carrie mulligan jason clark jonathan banks um and rob morgan and mary j blige and jason mitchell um i think this whole cast just did a this does an amazing job and for me the strong out performance goes out to carrie mulligan garrett garrett hudland uh, Jonathan Banks, Bob Morgan, uh, Mary J. Blige, and, and Jason <laughs> Mitchell. I mean, they. I mean, that's most of them. I didn't mention J. I didn't me- mention Jason uh, Clark. I love him. He's really great. But for me, he's not like a standout. I mean, to me, like most of the cast is like a standout. Um, if I had to give like an all-time performance, I'd really give it to these guys. I mean, they all did such an amazing job. Um, I know Jonathan Banks. You guys probably know him. He's in Breaking Bad. He's also in um, uh, Better Call Saul. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Rob Morgan just because he's in Stranger Things. He's in the MCU. Um, basically, that would call it like the MCU Netflix universe. He's in there as well. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know who I'm talking about, Jason Mitchell, he played um, Easy E. Yep. Um, I mean, this guy, this guy does, like, he loves films that really deal um, with this kind of things, and like he, he plays specific roles. I mean, I think his most big budget film he ever did was was um, Straight Outta Compton. That was a big budget film, and uh, he also starred in. Um, he was a he was also a supporting uh, cast member in Kong Skull Island. I really want to see him lead a movie. He was really good in this movie. Really, really good. And in a way, I he kind of does in this, but it, yeah, you're right. I really liked him. Yeah. I really liked him. I mean, I think he did an yeah, amazing definitely. job. And I do want to see him lead a movie yeah. um, someday, and I hope he gets comfortable comfortable enough to lead a movie. Yeah. Um, and Garrett Hudlin, I'm a fan of Garrett Hudlin. I think he does also such a great job in this film as well. And I think I really liked I really liked um, the kind of just the location that she that she picked for for where this really takes place. I really liked just how it, it is truly in the middle of nowhere, and I liked how she got that. 
I like the director's choice of, of where the location was going to be. And just the shots, man. The shots mm-hmm. of this movie really speak. I mean, this is one of the best shot films, all better shot films in the in 2017, sorry. Mm-hmm. Such a, just really captures how it would look like, you know, back back in the 1940s. And again, costume design, something that I keep mentioning, the costume design was really well done in this film as well. Um, I really appreciated this film's um, sort of, sort of, uh, you know, really accurate time layout, and I really liked how they represented that time era. So it was a really well done movie, really well done made, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, those are my positives. Sorry, I kind of went out on a rant, oh, but good. I mean, I just, I really did enjoy the movie. It was really gritty. Um, this is kind of a dark film. Um, I wouldn't recommend showing everybody this film. Mm-hmm. Just um, keep this just away because, from your children, please. <laughs> yes, yes. Just because I mean, this is this is kind of a Netflix film, so it's kind of like think of Netflix like a kind of like HBO. They do have some like rated R things in there that I wouldn't show. Like my sister, she's ten. I would not show her this movie, but um, it is. It does have some things in there that that you know you need to be careful of. So I wouldn't give it like a full recommendation just because it is a dark World War II film. Um, it is kind of it is kind of gritty. It's it's you know it has language in there. It does have um, some explicit scenes in there, but overall, it's it's a really well well made film. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie is definitely more fresh for you. I, I saw this movie. Uh, when did I see this movie? I, think, a while I, I saw this at the beginning of December, so basically a month ago. I think a little over a month ago, technically. Um, so <laughs> it's a little more fresh for you, but I will say the one thing I do remember with this movie is it's strikes a chord it really hits you hard um emotionally and it's a very visceral movie it, it it's just you feel every bit of it every bit of it especially as we um get to the end of the movie the climax of this movie is going to knock you back it just really will um it will hit you hard <laughs> uh so be aware of that and it's very effective in that way. I think it's probably one of the more emotional, emotionally impactful movies of 2017, uh, like Ozzy said. And I will echo what you said about the performances. The performances are definitely, on top of the direction, because I do think this is a very well-directed movie, um, the performances are a definitely a highlight in this movie. And to me, I highlighted two names that really stood out to me, and that was Jason Mitchell and Carey Mulligan. Uh, I believe when I was watching this movie, my roommate, who is has also been on the podcast before, he does a lot of our Star Wars stuff, Jesse, um, was in the room, and I at one point I literally just turned to him and I was like, so Carrie Mulligan, she's good at that acting thing, um, because she's really, really good in this movie, and Jason Mitchell, uh, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite um smaller actors i mean he you're right he definitely deserves a leading role in a movie and what i was saying was in a way he kind of does have a leading role in this movie but it's so much of an ensemble piece that it's you can't really say that he just has the lead so i still i definitely agree with you that i want to see him do more and more and be given more and more because basically every time i've seen him he has been successful um even in a subpar movie or an underwhelming movie in Kong Skull Island, he was um, pretty good in that as well. So, uh, yeah, I I really, I did definitely enjoy this movie 
the emotional aspect of it, the performances, the direction. It is a beautiful movie. You're correct in that. So, yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to move to negatives? Um, I'd say one of the only negatives is that I wish that we did get a little bit more from the war. Um, because we see them, uh, especially more from kind of Jason Mitchell's perspective, because there's only really like a scene with him where something really bad happens to him. Um, but I wish we would have gotten more just from them at the war and, and like, uh, instead of them, instead of us really focusing on, on the farm, um, because they do form several relationships, um, over the course of the war. And I wish, I, I wish we would have explored that a little bit more, um, rather than just staying on the, on the farm. I mean, this movie, it's two hours and 15 minutes. And I can understand if someone comes out of it and says, like, you know, this movie was super long, super slow. Um, which, I mean, again, I can understand um, just because of where it takes place. And, and just it's it's very heavy. It's very heavily dialogued in this movie. And this is isn't that a movie, again, that I recommend to, to I can't give it a full recommendation because, yeah, it, it was a really good movie. It's definitely one of the best of 2017. But again, it's just it's heavy dialogue and there is some explicit the things in there, which is not the explicit things, the explicit scenes that are in there. I don't really discount that off, but um, I would have, I would have, I would have wished to see um, some more World War II stuff just go in there, just so we can see some of the things that these characters go through. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest negative, and kind of, and for me, what holds this movie back a little bit, I'm. When I, when you tell when I tell you my score, you're gonna be like, that's not really holding it back, but it holds it back from being, in my opinion, one of the best of the year. Is it's something you kind of touched on a little bit before, and it's the narrative. I think this the movie kind of you're right. It plays with it, like it shows the movie or it gives us one person's perspective, and then it gives us kind of another person's perspective but the story is still moving forward so it's I, I don't know it just felt a little jumbled and a little messy to me um and look as we've discussed in previous episodes and talking about previous movies different perspectives inherently is not a bad thing we were just in the last episode reviewed i Tanya, which definitely does a bunch of things from different perspectives but it works in that movie in this movie it just i don't think it fully works and i'm not saying it ruins the movie it doesn't ruin the movie i just think maybe if they would have streamlined the narrative just a little bit more i would have enjoyed the overall experience more i don't know it's a it's still a great movie don't get me wrong i just think that for me is what held me back and that's what i do remember being like okay like you're right i wanted more of the war stuff so stick with jason mitchell's character it's like it's almost like they had so many great characters and cast members that they were just like all right well now let's focus on this person and now let's focus on this person and now let's focus on this person and it's like oh can we pick like one or two of these stories to focus in on and be the main storyline please um yeah because I'm going to be honest with you. Um, another negative of mine. Okay. I mean, as much as I like the narrative structure, um, the first half of this movie, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's like Garrett Hudland and 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 um, Jason Mitchell film. It just doesn't. No, you're um, right. They're kind of they're kind of the kind of cameos in there. Yeah. And then it isn't until the end of the second, uh, probably I'd say till like 
until like halfway through the movies when that's like they come, you know, is, is when we start to see more of them. And I feel like that's when they really start to show an appearance. So for me, it's a problem when these two guys who are supposed to kind of be like the, like some of like the biggest characters, one, they don't get they don't they don't even narrate the film, and two, um, we really don't start to see a we really don't start to see anything much of them until like the until like halfway through the movie. And to me, that's like a problem. It feels like. The first half is a completely different film, and the second half it's like a completely different film. Which so, are both, I mean, and they're both good films. They're both, but, they're both yeah. good, yeah. and they both kind of mesh mesh well. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like they're two completely different parts, um, and it just that's one of my negatives when it comes to that. I wish we would have gotten because the Garrett Hudlin and Jason Mitchell they 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 are so great, and to me, like they work so well together. I wish we just would have gotten more of their characters. Um, just more of what they went through. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, all right, you want to rate this movie? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie um, this movie an 8.8. It's one of the best of the year. Um, I don't know if it's going to make it on my top 10 best, but, I mean, it could have made it in, like, my top 10, 15, top 10, 20 yeah. of the year. There's been a lot of movies this year, which I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's one of the best of the year when it comes to um, Oscars and just how the production made the film. I thought it was really well done. Really yeah. um, I give this movie an 8.9 out of 10. It is a great movie, no doubt about that. I just think the narrative structure, the way the movie is kind of put together um, just holds it back just a little bit for me. It's still, it's a great movie and I highly recommend it. You should watch this movie it's on Netflix, easy to access. Check it out. It'll probably get a couple Oscar nominations. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, just, I, I don't know. I just, it's not, I don't, it's not going to be on my top 10 of the year, but it is a great movie that people still should see, in my opinion. So, all right. Uh, that's it for reviews. <laughs> it's strange. I mean, as, as opposed to our last episode where we had three reviews, we have one here, but like we said, this is kind of an extra episode. So, Hey, whatever. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about something that we've kind of gotten into a little bit on the past couple episodes, but now we're going to get it all out of, out of our systems. So we don't leak into it anymore. <laughs> on other episodes. So we don't have huge asides anymore. Um, but now we're going to talk about, Basically, because this all stems from a conversation or a point that I made before Ozzy started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was that right now, in my opinion, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the best superhero show on TV. And before you go, oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is really even a superhero show, then, all right, we can expand it to comic book shows, but then you have to include The Walking Dead, and it's just like, I don't know if we want to do that. So, we're saying superhero shows, and technically there are people with powers on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so it's a superhero show. Get over it. Um, <laughs> so, in my opinion, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is right now the best superhero show on TV, and I included the Netflix shows in that discussion. Ozzy, you have caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You're technically half an episode ahead of me right now, which is strange. Um, but what do you think of my statement now? Do you agree with me? Do you vehemently disagree with me? What do you think? 
I disagree with you. Not vehemently disagree with you. I mean, it's a really good show, and I do recommend it to people who haven't watched it. I mean, there is like I said this in the last episode. There is a there is a specific way you can watch the first season. I don't think the first season is that bad as people are saying it is, because um, I I did enjoy like most parts of it. I mean, um, there is a majority of it which is really good, especially like the back half of it, which is really good. Um, so I do agree that people should get on it and, and watch it. I mean, I know that the fifth season is its final season, unfortunately, but I would love for it to get renewed for like a sixth season because it's so good. And I really do love these characters. Um, it's just so, so well done. But um, I don't think it is the best show, uh, the best comic book show. Um, I think Daredevil is. I do. And I, I, I said it before and I'll stick my head again. Um I'm, st- I'm sticking to my guns here. I mean, I think right. Daredevil is the best superhero show. I understand if if uh, Age of Shield is your favorite. I mean, they do have really. It, it's been like, I mean, it's four seasons of really good stuff. Well, five and a half seasons. Four and a, five and a half seasons of really good stuff, counting uh, season one. Um, great content. Uh, it's very comedic, but also very serious. And you do have some really dark things that happen in the show. Great character. So I understand if it's your favorite. I understand if now if it's your favorite show. But for me, the best made show is definitely Daredevil. Just the just the fighting choreography is so well done. The way that the just the way it's shot, um, just capturing the true power of Daredevil. And you know, I think Vincent D'Onofrio even got nominated for. Yeah, I think he actually won for his performance that year. I'm not sure, but I'm, I know he was. I know he was nominated. And then the second season, I personally think the second season was better. I know there's some that that don't agree with that, but the, that'll say the first season was, the, that'll say the first season is better. But I mean, I've heard people agree with me. I've seen people that don't agree with me. But my point is the fact that I think, my opinion here, is the fact that I think even season two did better than season one. Uh, adding John Berthold in there and, and adding that Punisher arc and adding Elektra just being just an overall better season i love it and right now it's just such a damn good show it's one of the best shows that's come out in recent years and it's so good um and i think charlie cox just plays him so well uh you know he just brings this this emotion to the screen and just brings this raw you know kind of broken character but also this this very powerful um motivated man to the screen and i think he just does an awesome job with that character i think everybody Who's in the show does an does an amazing does an amazing job, so yeah. I don't disagree with anything you just said, especially when you talk about the technical aspects, and that's an area of the shows that I agree with you. It's cin- cinematography wise, it's superior to Agents of Shield right now, even. Um, fighting choreography wise I mean yes I do think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has stepped up their game in that aspect basically every season but still I mean Daredevil I mean it's probably the best superhero show in that aspect period like ever and just there's a lot of good there's a lot of good performances in Daredevil as well but I honestly think that even if you just look at performances right now you can put a lot of these, a lot of it up there. I mean, what? Uh, oh crap! I've got to pull up their names. But what Fitz and Simmons, what those actors are doing right now, even 
is fantastic. And the fact that Clark Gregg as um as Coulson is still like he's still a compelling character. <laughs> like that's incredible to me. Like we he's just, he was a bit character in Avengers like and in the MCU like that just showed up and he's leading a show compellingly so. It's it's also I I honestly think you can put the performances up against Daredevil. Um and the soup and the shows like that. Um, my reasoning when I made that statement, and I still do stand by that statement, um, by the way, uh, my reasoning for that is basically just because what this show does storytelling wise is absolutely absurd. What Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing, even in this current season, if you just put it on paper and said, we're going to make this a TV show, the majority of people would look at you and go, there is no way on God's green earth that you're going to make this work on a network television show. Even if they were to say it was on Netflix, people would be like, no way. There's no way you do this. And they're freaking pulling it off. <laughs> Their storyline right now is nuts. Like what? If we just br- all right, just break down what Agents of Shield is doing right now, story wise. Like they're spoilers, kind of. I mean, we go through. We they and really they reveal it in the first episode or whatever, or maybe the second episode of the season. But spoilers for Agents of Shield. They're in the future <laughs> on a kind of satellite base type thing orbiting the remains of a destroyed earth and they're trying to figure out why they were sent there as part of some prophecy like what the show should not work but somehow they're able to put this show together in a way where you buy into all of this and yes i i get that with daredevil like they're doing impressive things on daredevil but with Daredevil, they're also kind of relying on other things, like they're bringing in Elektra, they're bringing in... They have kind of crutches in Daredevil, where they can go, we have Elektra, you know who Elektra is, right? You, we have Punisher, you know who Punisher is, right? And they kind of throw these characters in, and it's great, because they're doing great stuff with these characters. But it is so impressive what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing with basically nothing characters. These are characters that... If this show didn't exist, you would never have heard of. I would never have heard of. Because half of them are just made-up characters that they just came up with for this show. And then some of them are just, like, random characters from comics that nobody would know about. Like, Quake and, like, Yo-Yo or all, all these characters. Like, nobody would know about them. And they're pulling it off, and I care about these characters. That's insane. And, again, I just... I I keep going back to, I just like, I'm looking at this story and going, how in the world are they making this work? And it does. And it's just, and I don't want to, what I will say is, I think that this is close. And I do agree with you that Daredevil is the main contender. Um, I can't, I want to say Jessica Jones, but we haven't had a season in a while, so I can't because I'm talking about right now. Um... But man, I I just I would give a slight edge to Agents of Shield, and um, it's it's only because of just how mind blown I am by the fact that they're making this work, they're making this insane storyline work with 
these characters. Like, I could get if you had, like, obviously with, um, with, uh, things like Avengers Infinity War and things like that. If you look at these, if you look at that story that they're going to do on Avengers Infinity War on paper, you'd go, what the frick? Like, how are they going to do this? But they're also using characters that we know and that are well-known and well-established characters, right? So you have, like, a reliability there. To me, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is more of the Guardians of the Galaxy of the TV side of things, where it's, like, these ridiculous side characters who are doing this ridiculous story, and somehow it's all working together and succeeding. And I, and maybe you can say that's not really an argument for as to why it's better, and that's fair. Like I said, I think this is close, but... Um, I, that's just that's where I'm coming from, at least. So, you're 100 right. I mean, I really don't think that's a that's a solid argument because I mean, um, same thing can be said about Daredevil. Yeah, we know Daredevil from the comics, but I mean, people like you and I. I mean, I've never read a Daredevil comic. I've never read a Punisher comic, and I've never seen. I mean, yeah, you know these characters, but I mean, they really have never been represented so well on on well, on true. any screen before. Yeah, and you know. I think, I mean, we, we saw the Daredevil movie, we've seen a few Punisher interpretations, and you know, Netflix has just got the right thing now, I mean we got the, we got a great cast, and mm-hmm. I can tell you now, I care more about Daredevil than a lot of these CW shows, um, and I think and I think they're doing it with yeah. Daredevil just as well. Um, Notice we didn't bring up Punish, the CW shows in um, contention for this. <laughs> sorry about that, but I mean <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen Punisher yet. You have. Um, but, I mean, Punisher, John Berthenol did such a good job with his Punisher. They gave him his own show. I don't think that was supposed to happen. Netflix ordered that because they're just like, he's so good. We want we want to give this guy his own show. I can't speak on contention of the show. I mean, uh, Punisher, I don't know if you want to bring that up. Um, but, I mean... He's so good as Punisher. I mean, oh, he's great. He's fantastic. Some, yes. of the, some of these characters, I mean, we've never, again, we've never gotten a really good representation of these characters. And I think Netflix is doing a great job. I mean, this is by far one of Netflix. This is one of Netflix's biggest, greatest shows in the in their whole network. Honestly, um, this is why for me, this is such a great show. Um, they've had plenty of. Like, you know, I think Fox owned Daredevil before. I don't know who did yes. before. Yeah. But, I mean, um, I mean, we've had, especially with Punisher, especially with um, with just some of the... Just some of the there's been a couple Punisher uh, movies. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple Punisher movies. And, um, I mean, for me, this just gets the formula right. I do like kind of the... Um, for me, honestly, I like the mythology around Daredevil and why he goes out and does what he does, especially just the relationship that he has with Elektra and Karen Page and just his best friend. For me, I just really like the mythology just around it. And I absolutely just, I just love it. I think, I think it has a little bit more interest and an interesting mythology than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I can't stop watching Daredevil. Not to say that I couldn't stop watching um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, it was really good. Um, but this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., look, I mean, I don't dislike it. I like it. I think it's really good. I just wish that they kind of, kind of, like, kind of took a step back a little bit because I would have, for me, it just went so fast. Um, and I know for you, it didn't because you actually got a break. I haven't gotten a break, so I've just been watching everything just straight forward. And for me, it just took, like, a really fast turn. Um, because we were already doing something crazy and it made sense. 
but we really never got to see kind of like the backlash of what happened. And this is full spoilers, by the way, so I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. Um, you know, we we saw them go into this um, world where, where you know, like, you know, everything was basically computerized, and it was kind of like, um, it was kind of like Inception, basically. I'm going to compare it to that, but there were different people, and they had different lives. I would have liked to see the aftermath of that, you know? I would have loved to see the aftermath of that. I would have liked to see Mac try to deal with the fact that he, like, he has memories of of being a father for years. Fitz has memories of, 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 you know, being with Ada for years. I mean, we are still dealing with that. I I don't, I don't think we're doing that anymore because yeah, we are. They literally in the, in last week's episode, they literally talk about it. Yes. They mentioned it here and there, but I don't think that they're dealing with the full aftermath of that. And I would have liked to see the full aftermath of that. I would have liked to see them kind of deal with trying to prove themselves, um, you know, against the LMDs. Now we're in a different like time, and and they're trying to save the future and all that, which is fine and dandy. But I mean, because I I do like it. Don't get me wrong. I just would have liked to see them deal with the consequences of that, and we haven't seen them deal with the consequences. Yes, we've we've seen Mac deal with it a little bit here and there. Um, we've seen Fitz deal with it a little bit here and there. But they shot General Talbot in the freaking head. I want I like General Talbot. I like the guy who plays him. I want to see what happens with that. Um, we really don't get a continuation of that. It kind of just jumps from they were in that world and then they got pulled from time um, to go save the future. Because the continuation would have been there in prison. Because, like, like I don't know how that that's just not good TV. Just them sitting in prison and them wallowing in everything that happened in the framework. It's just like I don't know. I I, I prefer think they could have come. The I think they could have. I think they could have not been in the framework. I think they could have done something else. I think they could have been another villain, like another another villain, because they're going to come back in time regardless. But I don't think they would have specifically just gone to prison. There have been times when they, they should have gone to prison, but they didn't. Um, well, Fitz went to prison, thing. so they would have gone to prison. If they again, would have I mean, again, <laughs> I do, okay, but again, I don't think they've done so many things. They, they've even been fugitives before. I don't think that they would have stayed in prison or anything like that. Yeah. I think they would have tried to figure something out. It's just who these, this is who I know them to be right now. They, they're fighters. I know they wouldn't just stick in a freaking cell like that. I just know they wouldn't. Fitz didn't. He left. Yeah. He had an escape plan. He, had, he was just like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm leaving. Um, He did that. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, sure. They probably would have been locked up. I wouldn't have mind seeing them being locked up for the first episode and then them escaping and trying to figure something out and dealing with like another threat. I just think, yeah, and yeah, like the storyline is good. It's like I like it. It's it's all right. But I, this, I don't know. This just feels so contained as well. I'm just used to them traveling the world, dealing with threats, and just trying to figure out stuff that's going on. This just feels completely different to me. Not that it's bad. Again, Carlos, it's not bad, but. I just really would have wished to see the like ulti- the ultimate. I just would have liked to see these characters dwell deeper um, of the aftermath of the framework, and I really didn't think about that, uh, especially for me because I, like I said, it's it's, and I know I have a different experience than you have because you know I binged the hell out of this show. <laughs> it took me a long time, but I binged the hell out of it, and it was weird for me just seeing everything just happen so quickly, and it kind of felt rushed too, just because again. I saw it like literally as soon as as soon as the season was done. I can't blame it on the show for that much, but that's that's just how I feel about the show. But again, 
I do like Agents of Shield. I do understand why it's your favorite. I mean, you have some funny characters on there. Um, I think Agent. I mean, Coulson is a super funny, um, capable character. I do want to see him reunite with the Avengers. I think that'd be so cool. Um, I want that so bad. But if I can uh, make a comparison here, I and I, this is why I think we're just never going to be on the same page with this. I think that if we compare this to 2014 MCU movies, <laughs> which I know that's super specific, but I think it's fitting. Daredevil is basically the equivalent of something like Captain America: Winter Soldier, and in my opinion, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is more, at this point especially, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I would say that Guardians of the Galaxy is a better movie than Winter Soldier. But you clear... I, I know you well enough that I think you would say Winter Soldier is the better movie than Guardians. It's just a matter of taste, honestly. I just think it's it's just a matter of taste. And we have different tastes, and that's fine. Um, but... I don't know. I, I th- kind of think that that's just where we are at this point. Like, I, I think that this show is... I do think it's slightly better, but I don't think I'm ever going to convince you otherwise. <laughs> and I, I don't think you're probably never going to convince me otherwise unless the show completely, like, just falls apart in the last <laughs> uh, season here. But Well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, Daredevil is, is only two seasons. Yeah. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, gonna, is on its fifth season. And we're probably not going to get another, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're probably not going to get another Daredevil season until 2019. And even even then, who knows Uh, what's going on with the whole uh, Disney and (laughs) Fox deal, like, and the Disney streaming service and all that, so. It might be, Daredevil might be a Hulu original. (laughs) 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 I, I don't know. But, I mean, that's, I mean, I truly like Daredevil. I think, especially its first two seasons. I think the, its first two seasons are better. I than, do agree um, with you that the second season is better than the first, by the way. I know there's uh, a huge portion of humanity that disagrees with us, but I don't understand, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it's just, for me, I like a continuation, and, and I do like adding on characters. I, you know, I, for me, I, first season is so good, but, I mean, you add Elektra, and you add, and you add Punisher. I mean, it's better. It's just better. I, I can't. I, can't, I don't understand why you think that the first season without them is not better. The hell's wrong with you people? <laughs> no. yeah. um, I do think Agents of Shield gets better, but it hurts me that I don't have Lance and Bobby with me. I, I can't. I love Lance and Bobby. So, but I, I found it really great that we did get Lance back on episode five. I yeah. loved it. I thought it was so good. Um, I love their first interaction too. <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're arguing about soccer. Like, <laughs> it's great. What was wrong with you, man? And then he's just like, I missed you so much. <laughs> yeah, at first I didn't uh, even recognize him. You probably recognize him right away, just because like you have been bitching so much that he, it wasn't that long ago that he left. But I was like, wait, what? Who's that again? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> so I absolutely loved Lance having Lance back. I thought it was so yeah. great, and their their chemistry just. They bounced off of each other so well. Yeah. I absolutely, it. it was so funny, and I, I do like the fact that they that they kind of kept the decision of 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 keeping Bobby and Lance together. I do like it. Where he was just like, you know, we're together, but it's better if we're just away from each other. <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought it was really good though. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that kind of wraps up this discussion. Um, if you watch both shows, let us know what you think. Uh, I'm sure there's some people out there who do watch both shows. And if you watch one over the other, 
Tell us why. Um, I'm sure there are some people who do watch it in Shield out there. I'm sure there's Let's others. Let's have a poll, Carlos. Let's there's have a others, poll. right? Let's have a poll. You want to put it on a poll? Yeah, and let's also ask the question: What's your favorite superhero show? Yeah, I know definitely. some people will probably say. I know Dennis. Dennis. Dennis's favorite is Gotham. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched Gotham. I can't speak on behalf of Gotham. Gotham never really intrigued me. Gotham is like. It's the same thing that happened to me with um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at first, where I watched the first half of the season and stopped just because I didn't like it. But I've heard it's gotten better, and I know the people that love the show, like, swear by it. So, I don't know. I might eventually, like, try to get back on it, but we'll see. I don't know. There's so much TV I need to watch, so who knows? But yeah. Yeah, I mean we got Westworld coming back. I mean it's Oh yeah, jeez. When when does Westworld come back? I don't know. I have no idea. It's gotta I, be I was... early this year, right? Yeah, I mean you told me it was. Let's see. Westworld <laughs> season two. I mean you told me it was. I believe it's definitely you. I know it's this year, but I don't remember when. Uh hold on. I'm looking. <laughs> Let's see. Season two. It just says spring twenty eighteen. It's really it's really depressing. Yeah, so that's um, that's annoying. Just give us a date. Um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll ho- I can't wait for Westworld to come back though, because we, then we can get Clark back on the show. So that'll be fun. <laughs> oh, dude, yes. <laughs> um, love yeah. is the maze. Yes, love is a hundred percent the maze. Love is the maze. Um, speaking of which, go to society six dot com dot com slash Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. Well, I guess we should probably um, wrap this episode up. And before we do, Ozzy, do you uh, like to read? Uh, yeah, my cousin bought a few books today. So I'm starting to think about getting back in there. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess now is a good time to remind everyone that today's episode of the Screenfellows podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook and 30-day free trial at www.audible.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. You can get over 180,000 titles. That's a lot of titles, Ozzy. And you can get them all um, for free with your Audible trial. You have that whole selection. You can pick any of them. Any of the 180. That's a freaking lot of <laughs> books. Um, and you can get them on your iPhone, on your Android, on a Kindle, or just really any kind of thing with internet. So you should definitely go and check out um, the Audible trial. AudibleTrial.com slash ScreenFellows. You support you get that, and you support us. It's a great way to help us out. So definitely go and check that out. Hell yeah, do it, do it, do it right now, <laughs> right um, now. Pause the podcast. Do it right now. Pause the podcast. Do it, and then listen to our outro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, are we I doing, mean, yeah, totally are doing do recommendations? Oh, damn it, Carlos! I hadn't <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> we always forget. We yes, always forget, we and we're sorry. It's just—it's super crazy. 2017, at least towards the end of 2017, it was kind of crazy. It was. Um, the beginning of 2018 is kind of crazy. It's—it's <laughs> um, it's just been kind of like all over the place for us. But I'm gonna recommend you watch something. Jessica Jones. All right. Watch it, people. 
Season two is coming up. I don't want to hear. That's I don't watch it. Soon too, uh-huh. isn't it? I think so. It's, oh man, Jeez. Jeez. so much TV. Uh, I'm gonna cry. I'm oh, gonna the, cry. And the path starts at the end of this month too for me. So dang it. <laughs> I don't watch that show. No Wait. offense. No offense. No hey, offense. Um, before that show. Yeah. yeah. Okay, speaking of all these superhero shows that we're talking about, and Jessica Jones is a solid recommendation. Good job, Ozzy. Um, are we going to watch Black Lightning? I've heard pretty decent things about it so far. Dude, it's too much TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably check it out. I don't know. I've like, heard decent things um, from critics who have gotten access to it. So You know what? Here's my problem. And here's why I don't have faith in Black Lightning. Um, I feel like the first season is going to be amazing. Second season. It's probably going to be amazing. And then CW is going to be like, you know what? Let's be CW. Third season curse. (laughs) Third season curse. Let's let's, let's just be CW again. And let's just put a bunch of filler in there. And yeah, let's make it it about filler. So, and I'm also also really upset at the fact that he's not going to be in the main CW Arrowverse. It doesn't even make sense. Like, what are we doing? It does not make sense. (laughs) Like, you had your shot to do it with Supergirl, and you're like, Flashpoint, you know what? We're not going to do that. Why? I don't know. I really don't get it. So, no. Um, I just don't have faith in the CW to do that. I would have put Black Lightning on another network um, or something because <laughs> I don't understand why he's not a part of it. And you know the sad thing is, Carlos – I feel like he's actually going to be in the crossover next year. Like, I, I, I just, I just have faith in DC to be like, you know what? He's going to be in the Arrowverse. Bring him on. He's just going to be in an alternate Earth, um, which is going to be stupid. So, yeah, yeah. Why not? All right. Well, going back to recommendations, my recommendation is going to be in Earth sixteen. <laughs> my recommendation is going to be a movie that is is available on netflix it is a wes anderson movie and it is moonrise kingdom i just was re-watching this movie today um the reason i was re-watching it was actually because um speak of the devil clark um i believe it was on snapchat or maybe instagram he posted some uh a screenshot of the movie because he was watching it and i was like oh man i need to watch that movie it's so good uh and i did and that movie is just, it's so funny, and it's so cute, and it's just like, it's the best. Wes Anderson is a really, really talented director. It is probably, it's one of the most fascinatingly shot movies you'll ever see. Like, the way Wes Anderson frames things is just awesome. And the cast for that movie, I dare, like, look up the Moonrise Kingdom cast. Like, it is stacked like there are so many people in that movie bill murray's in that movie edward norton's in that movie uh bruce willis is in that movie Uh, i believe francis mcdormand's in that movie there's so many people in this movie you need to check it out moonrise kingdom it's on netflix um it's my personal favorite wes anderson movie although i don't think it's his best but i do think it's my personal favorite so you should definitely check it out uh yeah that's my recommendation. All right. At least we got our recommendations out of the way for the yes, first time in 2018. Actually, no. Actually, no. I think it was the second time. Yeah, we but did it before. we're keeping a trend. We're keeping a trend. Um, we don't have anything when we start, but we improvise. 
Screen Falls motto. We improvise. Carlos, where can people find you on social media, man? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellas, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and, of course, our website. So definitely go and check all of that out. And we got a great video up on the YouTube channel as well right now. Um, Enrique just made a video with the top 100 movie quotes of all time. So check that out. It's a lot, but it is awesome. So check it out. Yeah, man. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Also, if you guys want to, you know, want to recommend me anything, recommend any TV shows, any movies, or any topics that you want to bring up that you want us to talk about in the podcast, email me at ozzy.caster at screenfellas.com. And yeah, check out the check out the website. We have some great content on there. Also, check out the YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, Ricky just released a video of, of I think it was like a hundred top hundred top fifty. I don't know what it was. Um, numbers that I'm ahead. 100, there you go. Thank you, Carlos. Um, 100 movie quotes. Our favorites. Um, that, you know, stuck by us. Helped us to become who we are. So check that out. Maybe it inspires you in some capacity. I don't know. Check out the video. Um, Carlos, are you ready for this, man? I don't think you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's late. It's late over here. Sorry about that. But guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please write and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Carlos, have you done that? Are you subscribed? Yes, yes I am. <laughs> okay, thank God. All right, guys, this is Screen Fellas. Mm-hmm.